0: Oh, I bought the physical copy, baby, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> that seemed
1: like the way you have to go, or did it start out as an ebook? No, it's uh, I was reading um some on the inside flap and looking up uh kind of how he wrote it. I guess he wrote it as like just separate leaps of paper <laughs> that he all kind of like bound together and then handed around to people. I was like, wow, oh,
0: wonderful that's it's one way it's- to do it, I guess it's very <laughs> Jack Kerouac of him.
1: Yeah. Oh. I mean the picture I saw with him he had like bright blue hair, so I guess it's not too
0: See, I saw him he had like a straw hat on, so I don't know. I didn't look too deep into the guy. Which I was supposed to, but Spencer came over for a podcast and I didn't do any research for that. I was talking to that uh that British gentleman again and he was telling me some more <laughs> stuff about the his podcast setup and then Hey there, folks. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, new guest, Ashley Hatter. How are you doing, Ashley? What's up? We are doing a story cast episode. No, we're not. That's the reading stuff on the internet. I haven't come up with a title for this. That was a blatant lie. That was. Well, it can't be the book of the month because this isn't just the book of the month. We're ongoing with this. It's not a simple review, if you will.
1: Man, now we're having to get creative. That's a tough endeavor.
0: Yeah, too bad we're not like writers or something. We should hire one. I'm sure there's a guy out there. I say we go with Undetermined Title, and we'll figure that out later. All right. (laughs) Because we are professional. We think ahead. We did at least plan to do these episodes ahead. That's one thing.
1: Yeah. Give credit where credit's due.
0: Right, right, right. So, for the fans listening, we are going to be covering... I would suppose in a weekly series, hopefully we can keep up with our reading schedule, we are going to be covering House of Leaves. And this could be a read-along, so by the time this episode is dropped, you guys can let us know if it's something you would like to get involved in and hit us up on the old drunken pen writing.
1: So, have you read House of Leaves before? I have not. I read it, I want to say, like, 8 to 10 years ago. So, I have the vaguest recollection of anything in there. When I was thumbing uh, through
0: it real quick, I kind of got the uh, feeling I would also have a vague recollection after just reading it because it was seemed a little
1: <laughs> wild. It's it's pretty intense, from what I remember. is It's, it's kind of all over the place, like his writing style. And this is based on uh, I read another one of his books called The Fifty Year Sword, right? And that was really good too. That one's kind of it's weird. And the way that he can shift up his writing style, like his prose changes with every character that he writes from. So, like, he'll use certain g- grammatical cues and stuff like that with certain characters, or if he's going from a documentary standpoint. But then if he's going from just like a, you know, homeless bum on the street or something like that, right. it's, it's completely different. It's that kind of
0: intrigues me to check maybe more of his work out after this. Now, the main... 'Cause I only kinda briefly read some reviews and stuff for this. The main complaint was people felt the way he wrote this book was kinda pretentious. Almost uh, well, I guess it's like a postmodernist type of book, but they got like that modern art vibe with it. Now as since it- you've read it, is that
1: did you get any of that kind of feeling or do you just think it was like an original work? I mean, if they're talking about the formatting, I guess I can see how they can people can snub their nose at it, but I really thought it added something to the book. It made it weird. Because it's such a an easy concept to kind of laugh at. Like a house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. What What in the world? Why would that be scary? But right, the way he formats his book, is, I think it adds to it. It kind of gives the claustrophobic feel and everything like that. Well, before we
0: go on, let me just do the book description real quick so anybody that's not familiar with it knows what we're talking about here. Years ago, when House of Leaves was first being passed around, it was nothing more than a badly bundled heap of paper parts of which would occasionally surface on the internet. No one could have anticipated the small but devoted following this terrifying story would soon command. Starting with an odd assortment of marginalized youth, musicians, tattoo artists, programmers, strippers, environmentalists, and adrenaline junkies, the book eventually made its way into the hands of older generations, who not only found themselves in those strangely, strangely arranged pages, but also discovered a way back into the lives of their estranged children. Ooh... Made people feel some things, man. Man, it brought the family close together. Oh, who can hate that? But it didn't describe the book. Let me continue. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is like a four-paragraph introduction here for this book. Now, for the first time, this astonishing novel was made available in book form, complete with the original colored words, vertical footnotes, and newly added second and third appendices. The story remains unchanged focusing on a young family that moves into a small home on Ashtree Lane where they discovered something is terribly wrong. Their house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Of course, neither Pulitzer Prize-winning photojournalist Will Navidson nor his, compa- his companion Karen Green was prepared to face the consequences of that impossibility until the day their two oh, little children wandered off and their voices eerily began to return another story of creature darkness of an ever-growing abyss behind a closet door, and of that unholy growl which soon enough would tear through their walls and consume all their dreams. Good luck fitting that on the back of a book jacket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeez, <laughs> uh, it's a long description. It like started with a Hallmark channel sort of like, it'll help your family, and then it goes into, and it'll destroy you in the process. Yeah,
0: well, you know what, that like, makes oh. me want to read it all the more. 705 pages when I first checked this out I was like oh, man that's going to be a long set of readings we're going to be doing for this but a lot of the pages when I was just flipping through were just like one word or the same word repeated a million times so I don't think it'll be as bad
1: as I first thought. That and there's like 150-200 pages of appendices. Yeah so I don't know I don't, if I'm going to read those or not like those are, <laughs> Yeah I was like I don't remember if those are necessary for the entire reading experience Uh, i guess i'll find out Um, yeah i'm quite interested to see where this goes
0: as far as reading what do you hope to get out of this book i mean you read it once so you'll probably you might not even get as much as i will i will just going into it fresh but just as originality and creativity i'm hoping this might spark something in me as good literature always seems to do yeah
1: yeah i I think i'm i'm looking forward to Maybe having something to, to kick me in the butt, maybe ruffle my feathers and inspire some originality and and my my storytelling. I'm always looking for something to shake it up. It's always a
0: good thing. I to get out of a rut. I've been in a bad rut lately, man. I just my writing has gone down the tubes. But as far as video making, podcasts, and everything else, I have been aces. I've been doing a great job. So yeah, well, at least it gets oh, give and take.
1: That, uh, twilight fan fiction you're writing right
0: got me all aroused you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's the sparkles
0: you know what um i don't that episode's gonna release next week but the one i recorded with spencer just before this one was about sci-fi and um it was a kind of shallow article on uh how to write good sci-fi it wasn't very helpful but we decided that i would imagine more closer to the end of the summer we're, and you can hop aboard, feel free to. We're going to start reading at least one book in every genre we don't read. So you got your romance, your westerns, your young adult fiction. <laughs> we're just going to see what kind of weirdness we can get into. Maybe we are, uh, you know, overlooking some genres. Maybe we're being too harsh on others. I think it'll be a good eye-opener, if anything.
1: I, I couldn't help but notice that you-, you left out the erotica. So is that something that you... You peruse on a daily basis, maybe semi-weekly. Oh, you know I love the erotica. Oh, yeah, baby.
0: I will say this about the erotica. Your descriptions have to be on point if you're writing it, so it might not be too shabby.
1: <laughs> I mean, sometimes the descriptions are a little too creative. for me. I was like, wait, what What are we talking? Oh, it's a penis. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when you can use the word gross, it might not be the best erotica. <laughs>
0: I'm um, <laughs> trying to go back on topic here. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you with the hope in this might ruffle some feathers here in my writing because, like I said, I was in a little bit of a slump and it's not just necessarily a writing funk. It's more of a creativity slump. It's like I'm just, I'm not viewing things in the original way I normally do. So I feel like my writing is definitely suffering from that. And even the stories I do want to write, I'm not telling them in a creative way. So I'm hoping this might, because usually when I read weird things like this, it definitely sparks my imagination. I'm I go on a good three month mm-hmm. writing run after that. Yeah. Now whether that's a good writing to run, you know, good writing run <laughs> or not, that's a different story. I don't know though. This it just looks so weird. I should have brought the book in with me, but it's like 500 pounds, so
1: I didn't feel like lugging it in. But <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot my. Uh... When we were moving into my apartment, um, I forgot my my dumbbells at one of the uh, one of the last places I lived, So I just, you know, bought two copies of House of Leaves and started working out with that. I was like, man, you know, technically pound for pound, it's cheaper to buy those
0: two big ass books than (laughs) to buy a dumbbell set. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And you know what? Also, the dickhead Spencer decided, you know, it's a good idea, Caleb. I'm going to bring over Salem's Lot for you to read. It's like, thanks, Spencer. That's only like 700 pages right there that <laughs> of a book I had no plan on reading. You're the best. Yay. He sees my to-read collection in my room, and it's gigantic right now. And he just wants to keep adding to it. And then he'll bring mm-hmm. over random comics, too. i like, come on, man. I'm only one person. <laughs> you want me to ever write again? <laughs> I can't be doing this all the time.
1: Maybe that's a strategy. You know, like keep you from writing so that he has a, a greater chance to get published and everything.
0: Yeah, I might just be keeping them down, man. It's devious. If you get your editor to stop paying attention to what you're doing because he's too busy reading (laughs) stuff, then you can get away with a lot of bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was was looking through uh, House of Leaves again, and I forgot that some of the stuff's like, some of the words are backwards, and other sections are completely redacted, and... Uh, it's, it's crazy what he does with this stuff. So I, I, again, I don't remember too much about it. So I'm interested to see how the format I would be, changes the storytelling. I would
0: be very interested to see how he wrote the book originally. If there's like a documentary or something, I would be all about that because this could not have been an easy undertaking. Like,
1: well, and he, he, uh, he started writing like this huge series of books called the familiar, and I think he got through like volumes four or five or something. And it's written almost the exact same way. It's just like words everywhere. Uh, the format's all funky. It's it's weird. It's I guess he's pretty consistent with uh, using the layout of words to accentuate the story. So, you know, he's got that going for him.
0: It, um, it would really suck to be that guy's copy editor. Like you have to read like or the guy who has to format the book. Like that's gonna be terrible.
1: It's like, God damn it, Danieluski.
0: What are you doing to me, man?
1: I hate you. What did I do to you? <laughs> yeah, um that book I mentioned before, the fifty year sword, um all the the text is on the right page. So there's there's absolutely no text on the left and the paper that he used is Uh, just a little thicker than your standard paperback paper oh those portraits and uh, yes so after a while like and this fits into the story so i'm not giving too much away um but your thumb actually starts like burning it starts feeling like you got a paper cut because you're reading it so fast and turning so many pages because it's it's so quick to read just on the right hand side and that it that physical sensation of your thumb starting to feel like it's bleeding uh, yeah. actually works its way into the story. It's it's pretty cool. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. I would have
0: never have thought of that.
1: I, I know. Think it's an
0: like, easy way to write half a book and get away with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no joke. It's like, ah, oh, dang it.
0: Well, here's what the author, Daniel Eski had to say about writing House of Leaves or what maybe uh, started him on it. Daniel Esky dates the origin of his debut novel, House of Lees, to 1990 in a story that he wrote after finding out that his father was dying. 1990, my father was head of the USC School of Theater. I was living in New York. Then I got the phone call, the Mark Your Father is Dying phone call. He was in the hospital. Renial failure. Cancer. I got on a Greyhound bus and headed west. Over the course of three sleepless nights and three sleepless days, I wrote a 100 plus page piece entitled Redwood. I remember using a fountain pen. I barely had the change to buy sodas and snacks along the way, and there I am scratching out words with the absurdly expensive thing of polished resin and gold. I'd like to say it was a pelican, but I don't think that's correct. Another thing I seem to remember, the paper I was writing on had a pale blue cast to it. There was also something about how the pen seemed to bite into the paper at the same time as it produced these lush sweeps of ink. A kind of cutting and spilling, almost as if a page could bleed. My intention had been to present this piece of writing as a gift to my father. As has been mentioned many times before, my father responded with the suggestions that I pursue a career at the post office. I responded by reducing the manuscript to confetti, going so far as to throw myself a pity parade in a nearby dumpster. My oh, Jesus! My sister what? responded by returning later to that dumpster, rescuing the confetti, and taping it all back together. The, is this family just insane? Like, <laughs> Or at least this no. guy,
1: that's... That's, that's got to be hyperbole. There's no way she could find every scrap of paper He did he didn't, tore it up that day.
0: Yeah, he did not tear it up into confetti, maybe in half and quarters a couple times, but that's
1: it. He might have crumpled it. I feel like he's trying to one-up uh, Stephen King with the whole Carrie story, like how yeah. Stephen King was pissed off with it and threw it away, and his wife rescued it from the trash can. Now, there's two like, things. See, yeah, I do kind of get that feeling.
0: There's two things here. Either one, he's being a little pretentious, as people have said of him before, or just artsy. Or two, he just really hates paper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's stabbing it with the pen. It's bleeding all over the place.
1: <laughs> Reduces it to confetti.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: But I don't know.
0: House of Leaves took him 10, it was a 10-year project and the, Shoot. The, find, the task of finding a publisher for it was almost as daunting as the book was for its first readers I couldn't imagine the first copy of this book
1: <laughs> hey will you read this and they just told it how yeah where do we start, <laughs> where, where do I
0: start? <laughs> oh man uh, let see what else he has to say here.
1: and I mean I, I guess I, I can almost buy that that story of how it came to be or supposedly came to be up to the point where he's like, and I wanted to present it to my dying father. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Like I write something just random and crappy or whatever. Yeah. If I'm getting something out, like I'm going through a hard time. I get that. It's like, you know, it's therapeutic, but I never want to be like, Hey, I feel like I should present this to somebody dying as like the last story they're ever going to (laughs) read. Yeah. Yeah. How would that (laughs) make you feel? (laughs) It's like, wow, what if it's shitty? There's a very good chance it would be shitty, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's like all the typos, grammatical errors. I just sent you to hell with, like, a horrible read along the way. Here's an interesting quotable. According to Joe Hill and Stephen
0: King, they were having a conversation, and they decided that House of Leaves was the Moby Dick of Horror. I mean, I don't know if there's tons of talk about whaling in House of Leaves, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just chapters of wailing
1: that nobody wants to read but it sounds like it might be interesting i mean i try to separate my uh my opinions of the author from the work because otherwise i'm gonna hate like most of the books that i actually end up loving oh yeah but, for sure uh, <laughs> so i'm like uh, daniel lewski kind of sounds like a prick but maybe he's you know his his writing from what i remember is is pretty pretty good so i don't
0: care how, how pretentious got, like, he is as long as the stories are good
1: <laughs> yeah no joke
0: apparently someone had to go through the trouble of translating this book into almost every language but can you imagine japanese like how <laughs> like with oh, yeah. the formatting like any or yeah. chinese cantonese whatever any
1: asian language especially japanese
0: with the characters that would be now talk about daunting
1: Now, Joe, or then you get into like the super Slavic ones or the Nordic ones like Iceland and like they have six pages for a single word because of how stupid long their words are. Yeah. It's like, oh, how how do you do that?
0: You might as well just be hammering, you know, something into like a hunk of stone because (laughs) it's like that's (laughs) ridiculous. How how long is that book in like Finnish or Icelandic? Is it just 8,000 pages? (laughs) <laughs> is it like Proust like, Remember, Remembrance of Things Past? Just endless. It's like 14 volumes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to go into this as fresh as possible, so I didn't really look into it before the podcast and stuff. And it seems like this is going to be a little bit of a daunting read. Because my sister actually was reading this a couple months ago. I don't know if she finished it because she was having having trouble following what was happening. Like, as just mm-hmm. a casual reader. So, how how should we do, like, the page numbers for this, reading-wise? Oh, sure.
1: I, I have no idea. You know, let me let me get this brick out real quick and take a look.
0: Yeah, because one week we could say we're doing, you know, read 50 pages, but then half of those are just random stuff that you can skip through, and then the next week we read the same 50 pages, and it takes forever.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, where's the freaking many There it is. <laughs> um holy crap yeah i'm looking at the table of contents as a forward on page uh uh seven the the roman numeral crap uh introduction on page 11 and then the Navidson record starts page one which i'm guessing is like the the actual novel and then it goes exhibits one six i don't know what that means but it's on uh, page 529 <laughs> So I'm like, oh, thank God it's like broken into chapters, or it's not.
0: Yeah, that's why I said page numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess we'll just figure oh, it shoot.
1: out. I forgot about the footnotes, man. Some of these pages are like three pages of footnotes alone. Oh. <laughs> so do. You, oh yeah, it, and I remember that um, the uh, the footnotes sometimes contradict completely what you're reading so you'll read like hey i walked up the stairs and then the footnotes will go into all these false records of like no actually he didn't walk up the stairs he you know went to the back it's a horrible example but uh are the it's like are the footnotes with your brain
0: is it like the actual story is somebody telling the story and the footnotes is a record of the story like a police record
1: or something like that Kind of, uh, the best I can remember is that, cause if you like open the, the, the cover and you go to the title page, it says house of leaves by Zampano with introduction and notes by Johnny Truant. Right. So it's like, this is a book compiled by a guy named Johnny Truant, um, like out of the notes of a guy named Zampano about a documentary called the Navidson records that didn't and didn't actually exist. So it's, it's super weird. It's like all this stuff doesn't exist and acknowledges that it doesn't exist, but it's so specific, like it'll have all these sources cited. I'm like, what the crap? That sounds like a very elaborate
0: version of William Goldman's The Princess Bride. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. I need to. The book version is about a novel written by S. Morgenstern, I think that's the guy's name, made-up guy. Yeah, And uh, it's been a while since I read it, but it was about, I think, a guy and his kid are trying to find either the original novel. Like, he's reading a version to the kid, but it's not the original, and he's trying to find the original or something like that. But it has a lot of that stuff where it's like a story written inside of a story about a story. It's weird. It's like Inception. Inception, man. Oh, yeah. Like a bad mushroom trip. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my whole body hurts from sitting in this chair for two hours cash man Oh, <laughs> and i got the good chair poor spencer he got the rough one
1: uh, he deserves it yeah <laughs> yeah he oh he definitely does makes your keyboard all sticky and all that so mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he does he makes a lot of things sticky that's okay my <laughs> whole house is sticky at this point doesn't matter who did it uh, man yeah, you don't want to come over. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, has this book been turned into a movie or a TV show or anything? Has anybody tried to adapt
1: it? I, uh, as far as I know, it hasn't. And honestly, I don't know how anyone would be able to do it because it's. Yeah. Gosh, cat, get off me! Don't touch that Sorry, pussy I, it's animal. <laughs> <laughs> She's like. She keeps twirling around my legs and trying to scratch my legs while her tail's like two inches from the hookah coal. Nice. like, well, I guess you're going to catch on fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would make things interesting.
1: <laughs> it's hear screaming in the background.
0: <laughs> so At least my dog's been behaved. I don't know what he's doing in the other room, but he's behaved. <laughs> well, you know what it is, actually. I have a dope clinic next to my house, which sucks because I wasn't here when I moved in, obviously. And... When me and Spencer got done with the first podcast we recorded earlier, there was a knock at the door, and some guy from over there, holding a random baby, wanted to use my outside outlet for something. I don't even know if the outlet works, then he was just... (laughs) I was like, "Uh, sure, buddy, whatever. And he was, uh, of course, in my driveway by Spencer's car. He's sitting there doing something I couldn't see. So, anyway, he ended up leaving, but... My dog has been looking out the window the whole time waiting for that guy to come back because I think he wants to eat him. He wants to eat him or that baby, I'm not sure. Oh god. And I think that baby was high. I think that baby was on drugs. Looked weird. Might not even been a it might have been a doll. I don't know. I wasn't paying too much attention. But that guy looked like something out of this book. His eyes were bugging out and he was weird looking. No. So that's how my evening's going. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I'm looking through it right now, and I'm like, oh, God, you're going to have to, like, turn the book upside down sometimes, and Well, hold on a second.
0: Let me go get my copy. I want to check out this bad mama jamma.
1: I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. There he is. Hey.
0: Dude, this thing is going to destroy my bag that I take with me to work. (laughs) They <laughs> like have a, like a little messenger bag. This thing is going to weigh it down by 800 pounds. And I already have like a bunch of books and stuff in it to begin with. Like you got to
1: lift, lift with your legs, man.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to get some kind of satchel or something douchey to wear to handle this bad boy.
1: It looks like within the, the actual like meat of the book, it's separated into sections, subsections. Yes. Uh, girl. So we might be able to do it that way. I was afraid that it was all going to be like just a straight story all the way through. And I'm like, oh man, how do we even keep track? Here's my problem. I just flipped
0: through a good 20 pages or more that are at most a paragraph, some just words. So we will fly through literally half of this book super fast. But then I got to this part in the middle that's just solid, dense, small text. One block. Like no no paragraph indentations or anything. Oh, that's... Near, yeah, I see what you see though, or what you're saying about it actually going into a story, perhaps. Yeah, I'm excited to read this though. It looks weird. I like weird.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Oh my gosh, I just stumbled across freaking Morse code. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not. not <laughs> I'm not figuring that one
1: out. Is that other Morse code or Braille? No, it's Braille. Braille, That'd except it's not raised. How it's like are you supposed code? to read it? I was like, man, yeah, this is this is gonna be weird. oh Man, it's like an entire page was just a section of X's. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! If you get into like the four hundred forty or four hundred fifty section, it's like all the words are cutting off.
0: Oh, I don't it's like know you wrote how you feel in about that. And
1: then <laughs> oh man! Yeah,
0: yeah they are cut off. True. It's like you're just reading the middle of a sentence that just got chopped in half.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking uh, maybe I'd write something like this and send it to you, and you can let me know kind of kind of what you were thinking, and sure, maybe help thing. me get it published. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Um, you can figure out how to format that, <laughs> or how to send that formatted like that. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I don't even know how you do that. This would be a nightmare. When I say I get a poem or something for drunken pen writing, and I, it's written in Google Docs or something, and people just put, you know, like the indentation, not a full indentation, but maybe a space and stuff. And like the words flow, kind of like how this has, you know, sentences that kind of flow like shapes. If you put mm-hmm. that into WordPress, it just turns into a block. There's no way I can figure out how to save the original poem style, which sucks. So I couldn't imagine yeah. trying to format some beast like this. Yeah. I wonder how the ebook looks. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That might have been the way to go. well But I'm talking about like the pages that you have to flip like upside down and stuff.
1: Yeah, or sideways and.
0: Well, sideways it wouldn't work in the ebook format, so that's what I'm. Well, this one's sideways yeah. and upside down. <laughs> like
1: why? And there's there's one written at like a 45 degree angle on just the corners of the page. <laughs> it's like what? At least he had the decency to keep the page numbers intact. He didn't Dude, mess those there's up. like music. Wow. He wrote music notes on like page 478 and
0: 479. Just music notes. It's,
1: yeah. It's like an empty bar on 478, and then 479 is just like a song
0: uh okay and it's vertical also yeah uh, then the next page just has a it says don't be scared upside down in quotation marks at the top of the page and then the bottom upside down says don't be on the next page
1: wait so how would you read that if you're holding it upside down do you do you start reading the other page first would you read I, 79 and then 78
0: i couldn't i couldn't tell you you have to ask the author You think this guy at some point was just like, I'm gonna see what they will publish. I'm just gonna fuck with people. What can I get away with? What kind of drugs would make you write like this? Very erratic and all over the place.
1: I don't know. That that seems like Spencer's specialty. I'm you know, I'm just a a hookah smoking guy. Yeah.
0: No, I don't think he's messing with the stuff that makes you write this kind of kind of work. If not, he might be published (laughs) by now. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. I can see why this would be almost a violent read. Like, this would be one of those ones you might get a little frustrated sometimes. Page 626 just goes into uh, Spanish at some point. (laughs) What? Well, it has some Spanish, but then it goes into, like, the next page is just the word forgive blocked into all kinds of wild, wild stuff. I wonder if there's more Spanish in here. I'd like that.
1: Yeah, there's in the 620s. Dude, you're going to hate this. Like, uh, 622 has a paragraph that's all one sentence, and it's got, like, random letters that are capitalized, and oh. 625 is stupid, man. How do you do that? I don't get it.
0: This was made to piss off an editor, right? This
1: wasn't... <laughs> this is just a spite book. It's It wasn't even meant to get this far. It was just to be like, I hate you.
0: I really, I wish we had video we could show of this. I really hope our read or our listeners check this book out just for the entertainment value. Just to, even just as an <laughs> art piece, this is worth having.
1: <laughs> and then every every time the word house appears, it's always written in blue. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, that's where I got the. Uh, I wrote a story called Lavatory, and I uh, got inspiration to do. Uh, I think it, it was the word door in that story. I wrote it in red every time.
0: That was the one where and somebody like, was stuck in the bathroom or just in the bathroom. I don't think they were stuck in there, right? It's a while yeah, since yeah I read they are
1: stuck in the bathroom and nobody could hear them on the outside. And, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's fun. I wrote that one on like, you know, three days without sleep because my youngest child was being born.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. <laughs> Here's a thought. Say somebody wanted to borrow this book after I got done reading it, told them all about it. Well, what if on these blank pages I just drew in a very sturdy pen just a bunch of wieners and stuff? Would They, they would probably just think I was a part of the book, right? They might. Just big dogs. Like-, like, I like that book, but it was all these wieners. I don't get it. What did that have to do with the story? It's
1: like, why are there so many dicks everywhere?
0: There's just so many. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. They might draw a different conclusion from the, you know, like, oh, it's a metaphor for like man's, uh, you know, battle for identity and <laughs>
0: <laughs> what masculinity really means in America, <laughs> <Yeah. in> twenty nineteen. <2019. laughs> I'm gonna write a book like this, but I'm just gonna write it in the style of an Indian man sliding into a girl's DMs on the internet. <laughs> it's like, hey, baby. Show me your bobs and your vagina.
1: <laughs> vagina sounds like you're, that's like Star Wars speak, right there. <laughs> that's
0: how they say it. Oh man, three pages of X's. Get out of town. <laughs> Why? What does this mean? I have a feeling when I actually read this, I'm still not going to understand some of this. Well, not with that attitude, you won't. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. So we're going to be reading House of Leaves, people. By Mark Z. Daniel Lewski. I think I called him Daniel Leski earlier. Daniel Lewski, like a brewski, because he must have had a lot when he wrote this thing.
1: No joke.
0: I like the uh, the actual. I don't know if you have the same kind, the same book edition as me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. like I like the kind of cool layout here.
1: And if memory serves, the uh, the whole shortened front cover. Uh, the fact that it's like a half an inch shorter than the rest of the book um, is uh, is significant as well. It has something to do with like the first time that the uh, the Navitson or whatever the, the main guy's name uh, discovers that the house is larger on the inside than the outside.
0: Right. It's
1: like everything. It's all been planned.
0: How do you plan it though? Like... <laughs> Like, what did this guy do for the 10 years he was writing this? How did he have money to live?
1: Maybe he was one of those homeless guys on the streets that mutters about pigeons and the war between gobstoppers and chewing gum. and Somebody finally took him seriously?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or maybe he just followed around a bunch of crazy homeless people and just wrote down what they said. That's probably a better way to do
0: it. Yeah. He kind of looked like he could have been a homeless guy, though. He was weird looking. And his first place... uh, escape his problems to go to a dumpster so just saying <laughs> yeah,
1: I like uh, I've, I've never i've never thought about that it's like yeah
0: like when i was as low as i can go in life i don't remember running to the nearest dumpster and be like fuck it, i'm just jumping in man <laughs> like how do you how do you end up in that point in your life when you're not it's homeless like- but you're at the dumpster <laughs> And your sister just knows you're getting, oh, he's uh, yeah. he's having a hard time. That old Mark, I bet he's at his dumpster again.
1: He always goes to the dumpsters. Oh, that fuck. Yeah, Come on, he's a Mark. trashy individual. <laughs> Come on, Mark, get on out of there now. You want to go to Dunkin' Donuts?
0: Yeah. And I'll pick up that gigantic pile of shredded paper and put it back together.
1: <laughs> I just happen to have scotch tape on me.
0: Wait a minute. I think I just came to a conclusion here. Whoa. Now, some of these pages, as you of are aware, are just words in weird orders and all over the place. Perhaps she didn't do such a good job of taping those pages back together.
1: <laughs> that might be true, yeah. And then how he said, like, because in some of the pages, it's like words written on top of words. Maybe his pen just bled through on the, no- the other page, so maybe it's not as artsy as we think.
0: Maybe he's just very poor at what he does, and it just came out as art. That's what kind of most modern art is. It's just people yeah. throwing shit at, literally at the wall and then other people thinking it's amazing for some reason.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to laugh. He listens to this and sends us hate mail.
0: Uh, it wouldn't be the first time somebody's listened to us and sent us hate mail. Actually, uh, we don't get nearly as much hate mail as I think. Or as I would like. rather. As you would like. Yeah, because I would read them on the air if we did get some We uh, got some good, happy, nice letters, but no hate. So, people, if you want to send hate mail, that is drunkenpenwriting at gmail.com. Send your hate (laughs) mail. Let us know how bad we suck, how much you don't like our voices, how the audio quality is terrible, and how you just generally don't like our topics. Yeah. That should cover everything.
1: I'm sure they'll think of something else.
0: I don't know. Whatever the awards are for podcasts, I'm hoping Spencer wins one just so I can say, heh heh. (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess we should wrap this bitch up because it's going on 40 something minutes and i don't know what else we can discuss about this book
1: i mean we we've talked a lot about not knowing anything about something so that's pretty much what we always do (laughs) (laughs) i will
0: say we will do an episode not record it but publish an episode on this wonderful book every friday that seems like that would be reasonable. That's when we normally do our drunken bullshit episodes, and this one probably won't be too far off, so <laughs> we'll throw those out and see how people like them. Indeed. 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 Alrighty, sir. Well, it was a pleasure having you on when your vocals are actually working properly. I know, right? It's, it's
1: like magic.
0: Now, don't get mad when I tol- uh, tell you that I actually forgot to hit the record button, so... <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Caleb! That actually only happened to us once, and it was literally the only time we probably had like an awesome episode. We had like a <laughs> solid thirty minutes of great discussion, and then I looked and because uh, there was like something that happened before we started recording, and I looked and I was like, dude, it didn't record, and we just we just gave up, and now this <laughs> is this is the drunken pen writing podcast you get now. It's uh, just two guys who've given up. <laughs>
1: let's 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 go get drunk
0: yeah we used to write scripts plan it out now fuck it get drunk people like it just the same
1: (laughs) maybe even more
0: right all right well for those listening still if you haven't abandoned us yet um like i said we'll be doing house of leaves for the next month or seven, it depends on how long it takes to get through this thing. If you are interested in checking out our coherent for the most part writing, you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. You can hit us up on drunk penwriting at Twitter. Well on the Twitter. And we have a Facebook page, which you can go to that if you want, if you're really old or something. And we have <laughs> we have a Goodreads group, which Mr. Ashley Hatter moderates and We can definitely use more people in the discussions. Yeah. 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 Uh, We should just do that for an hour. Uh. The ASMR Ren and Stimpy grunting hour. (laughs) Uh. Uh. That sounds more beavis than Butthead than Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) Uh. Uh. right, (laughs) You wild folks have a wonderful evening or good day or whatever time it is in your neck of the woods. See you later.